Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book Mastering Community by Christine Parath. Keep listening to find out why you need to let people go in order to bring them together. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark. And each week, as usual, I share with you the three big ideas from the best nonfiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is the book Mastering Community by Christine Porath. It's quite a new book and one I read very recently. It's quite an enjoyable book. I'll talk to you a little bit more about that as we go through and what I liked about the book. And of course, the three big ideas. But before all of that, let's find out a little bit more about the book and the author. Despite our deep desire to feel a sense of belonging, many of us feel isolated. The rise of technology and modern workplace practices have led people to be even more disconnected, even as we remain constantly contactable. And as our human interactions have decreased, so too have our happiness levels. This is sparking a crisis in mental health that will have repercussions for years, leaving people lonelier and organisations less productive and profitable too. What Christine Porath has discovered in her research is that leaders, organisations and managers of all stripes may recognise that there is a cost, but they have few solutions on how to implement the cure. Community. That was taken from Christine's website, which is christineporath.com. A link to that is in the show notes. If you haven't heard of Christine, a little bit about her. Christine Porath is a tenured professor at Georgetown University's McDonoghue School of Business. She's the author of Mastering Civility, a Manifesto for the Workplace and co-author of The Cost of Bad Behaviour. Christine is a frequent contributor to the Harvard Business Review and has written many articles for the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, McKinsey Quarterly and Washington Post. She frequently delivers talks and has taught in various executive programs at Harvard, Georgetown and USC. Prior to her position at Georgetown, she was a faculty member at the University of Southern California's Marshall School of Business. Christine's work has been featured worldwide in over 1,500 television, radio and print outlets. It has appeared on 2020, Today, Fox News, CNN, BBC, NBC, MSNBC, CBS, ABC and NPR. All of the acronyms. It has also been included in Time, The Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, Fortune, Forbes, New York Times, Washington Post and The LA Times. Again, all of that was taken from her website, christineporath.com. Again, link in the show notes. So the book is all about community, but it's actually quite work focused as well. And I wasn't really sure what to expect from this one. I actually wasn't aware of Christine or her work before reading this book, but it's pretty enjoyable. And I might dig out and look a little bit more into her other writing. Quite keen to what listen, uh, to read, sorry, the civility book. Because civility, always, I always think of that as being, it's almost baseline, isn't it? Just being civil to someone. And it's, you know, I always think of it as being a bit terse, but actually it's something that she talks about, about the importance of civility in organisations, in relationships and stuff as well. So anyway, that's a little bit more about what I might be reading next. But let's get into the three big ideas from the book Mastering Community by Christine Porath. Big idea number one is bring them together and let them go. The first rule of community is bringing people together. That's probably no surprise to you. It's not really a community if you're not bringing people together. This means connecting and uniting people, maybe on the same team. So Chicago Bulls, there's some examples in the book from the Chicago Bulls, or disparate people. For example, the concept of shared medical appointments, which is used in some medical institutes in the US, where people with similar ailments will come together and have a shared medical appointment and they can actually help each other as well which I thought was a phenomenal idea and super interesting in terms of the health outcomes from from doing these shared medical appointments. The unity has an exponential effect if it's done well by impacting one person the the link and the community and the peer aspect of that is really really interesting. 
But to realize the potential of a community, you actually have to let go of them and let go of yourself and your ego. The founders of the 100,000 Homes campaign found this when they discovered that a group was using their manual, but they hadn't been through their training. They'd kind of got hold of the manual through someone else who had been through the training. Now, at first, they were a bit offended. They were like, oh, these people haven't been trained properly. How can they be using our content? You know, as you, you know, it feels kind of natural. It's easy to let that ego get in the way. But you can't get the scale and the impact if you stay very centralized and too controlled. And for a campaign like that, where they're trying to get 100,000 people experiencing homelessness into homes and into some kind of stable living arrangements, they're not going to do that on their own because it's just not possible, especially a country as large as the US where they were based. But what you need to do is have clear guidelines, clear guard guardrails on how on what what matters, what you can do, what you can't do that then helps you make the impact. Southwest Airlines do a really good job of this. They let their people make the best decisions for their customers. And you get amazing stories as a result of this because people know what is important and what they need to do and where the limits are. So there was examples in the book of where someone, an an older lady had flown in, her son was meant to meet her at the airport, but he got into a car accident on the way, which obviously was terrible, and he couldn't come and pick her up. There was no other connecting flights to go the, I think, two or three hour journey or two or three hour drive between where she had landed and where she needed to go. So the person at the service desk at Southwest Airlines jumped in his car and he drove her to her son's house. (laughs) It was a two or three hour one-way trip never mind the the return because that was what that customer needed or that passenger needed and Southwest Airlines staff go to incredible lengths to make sure that their people have great experiences and in some cases that actually involves taking really difficult passengers and paying for them to fly on another airline not their own so that's big idea number one bring them together let them go big idea number two is respect or r-e-s-p-e-c-t This is at the core of any community you're building. Without it, you won't get very far without respect. Christine takes this idea even further with the idea or the behavior of civility, which is to move culture forward in a more civil way. It happens throughout the life cycle as you hire, reward, promote and train for civility in an organization setting or in maybe a community or a community group setting as well. She says that civility boosts trust, likability and perceived integrity. So building that civility muscle and behavior in organizations, in communities is really helpful for then getting things done because you're bringing more people together in a more likable and trusting way. Now, some things get to the stage where you actually have to start again. There was an example of this in the book of a company called Traeger, which was led by Jeremy Andrus, who when he came in, the culture was toxic it was it actually became physically dangerous at a a certain point and that was really the catalyst after a number of months of trying to make some changes and coming up against more and more resistance because of what had come before he decided that actually this is just not going to work so shut down and actually moved the whole headquarters which meant they let a lot of people go but it meant they can bring people in who were the right people to actually lead the company going forward and the results that that made on you know there was obviously a huge cost involved to doing that both emotional and and financial and and operationally as well in terms of the time involved but the results that the company then got in the time that Jeremy was was CEO and that they'd made those changes was phenomenal it was 10 times the revenue that they were making before when the culture was really toxic and certainly not civil in the slightest and a very low level of respect so that's big idea number two respect big idea number three is your role it's very easy. I think the, the bigger the world feels and the more complex problems feel, it's so easy to ignore our own role or your own role in community and culture because it feels so much bigger than us. And it is, but it's also not. 
So Christine says there's four things you can influence that will help you better contribute to a community. That is the first one is self-awareness. So that might be asking for some hard feedback. And there was an example in the book of someone going for dinner. They had a number of dinners where the, the main question they asked in this dinner to the, the people they invited out for dinner, mostly from work, was what do I do that's really annoying? And they had some really interesting conversations with that that they had with friends, with collaborators, with, with people from work. The other way you can build self-awareness is by getting a coach. So Atul Gawande, who is a name you might recognize, I covered his book right near the beginning of the podcast called The Checklist Manifesto. It's a book I really enjoyed. Uh, They are a surgeon or he is a surgeon and he got a much more experienced surgeon to come and mentor him and coach him. And he said it was a really, it's a very vulnerable thing to do because you're exposing yourself to potentially making some mistakes in front of people and, and being called out on those. But what he learned in a very short space of time the feedback he got just from one surgery was more than he'd learned in the number of years beforehand where he'd been you know got to a point of being pretty competent and leading certain leading more complex surgeries but hadn't had much feedback in that time so that's the first of the four things which is self-awareness the second thing you can do is physical well-being particularly exercise so especially if we do that together the role and the importance of exercise and just moving our bodies doesn't need to be going and running a marathon but just moving your your body and the, getting all the physical mental benefits of doing that will help you better co- contribute to your community the third one is recovery making sure you're sleeping getting enough rest getting time off and seeing this as part of your work she talks about some of the quite miserable stats from the US in particular around how much people work and how thoroughly unproductive that is. So making sure that actually we're seeing time off, rest, use of our holiday days or our vacation days, our PTO, paid time off time allowances, using them and using them well in order to recover. And then the fourth thing we can control and we can influence is our mindset. So taking a growth or a positive mindset to overcome challenges, but also helping others do the same. So that's big idea number three, your role. So we go, three big ideas from the book Mastering Community by Christine Porath. Big idea number one, bring them together, but let them go. Big idea number two, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, a bit of respect. And big idea number three, your role. The book it kept taking me by surprise, this book. There was, I loved the examples in it. It was packed with so many great examples of solid, really interesting cultures in organizations, which I can geek out on all day. So I loved having this now. I've just got this reference book of all of these different things that organizations have been doing in order to bring their people together, in order to lead better, in order to change the system of work and work design and how organizations are working or how their organization's working some pretty bold and radical things that people have done in order to do that so i loved that part of the book if if i think the book is almost good a great book just for that in in its in the the examples in the book the other thing that was quite interesting was the the elements of community that actually wasn't as strong as I thought. And there was some stuff in there, like even the stuff around physical health and well-being. I was like, hang on, what? how did we get here? Like, it was one of those books. I was like, have they had to put extra stuff in because there was a page count? This was definitely one of those books. I thought that might have been the case because we were it was kind of as a pretty getting on to probably two thirds of the way through the book it was covering all these things I was like hang on why is this in a book of community and sort of was flicking back through like how did we get here why are we covering this topic why is this in this book this yeah it's it was quite an it felt a little bit disjointed in that way for some of the topics in there and again wondered whether there was a page count or a word count that they were trying to meet and therefore had to put some extra stuff in 
But if you, like me, like to nerd out on culture stuff, on organization design stuff, on leadership stuff, then there's heaps of stuff in here and not always from businesses or corporates, from different organizations and groups and things as well. And definitely lots of different approaches to working with individuals, working with groups that you can take and use in different situations and contexts as well. If you like those little bits of review, then you should maybe consider signing up to the Bookmark newsletter. There's a link at the top of the show notes for you to sign up and twice a month receive some book recommendations, reviews in your inbox, which covers a lot of the stuff I can't always fit into these episodes, podcast recommendations, what I've been listening to, what I've been watching, stuff like that as well. And if you've read this book, of course, you can get hold of me and let me know what you thought of the book on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn, Steph Clark. And I would love to connect and talk books. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.